Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky, and I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Monday, October 31st. This is the final day of October and the first work day of the week. I hope you're having a good day in the Lord and being blessed of the Lord. If things are going on schedule, my wife and I are headed to, maybe even already, in Oklahoma at the time of this broadcast as we're going down to visit with Joshua and Katie and Samuel and to get to see Becky Ann for the first time. Hope you stay tuned. Enjoy the songs we've got lined up and then the message from the Word of God that will continue throughout the week. Now, as we look in the Scripture, we are looking today and all this week at Exodus chapter number 33, we've got an extended reading today. Exodus 33, verses 9 through 23. We're going to be focusing primarily on verse number 18 and following. But our reading again for this week is Exodus 33, verses 9 through 23. I'm preaching on the prayer request of Moses. He asked for a view of God's glory He said, show me, I pray thee, thy glory. So I'm preaching this week on a view of God's glory. So I hope you'll stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. Exodus chapter number 33. Exodus chapter 33. Amen. Glad I'm on the winning side, aren't you? Amen. Placed there by the... Blood of Jesus, amen, by the hand of God in mercy, amen, amen. Well, we're thankful to the Lord for His blessings and able to gather in here on this Sunday morning and uh, read the Scriptures, study the Bible together, amen. The thought I've got is a simple thought this morning, but I hope that it'll be helpful to us and a blessing. I've got uh, quite a little bit of reading that I'll do, and then my message, I'll get to it and try to... Try not to be real, real long, but do as, as God would give us liberty to do. Look at verse number 9 of Exodus chapter 33. Probably a very familiar text to you in your Bible reading. Uh, by the way, here we are heading down towards the end of the year. And I don't know if you make New Year's resolutions or not. I'm not necessarily encouraging that, although I think you ought to have some kind of a goal that you're working towards. But, for example, in Bible reading, I had a family member recently told me that in this COVID situation, because of health problems... Other problems, they said they have read their Bible the least this year. They believe they've ever read it. Then another family member told me that because of COVID shutdown, they've read their Bible more than they've ever read it. I'd encourage that. Amen. Matter of fact, my dad, he said he, if by the end of the year, he will have read his Bible through twice this year, plus his New Testament, he's read through 12 times this year, uh, once a month. And I, that's doing some reading. Amen. But I encourage you to make a plan to read your Bible. And if you didn't get it done this year, make a plan to do it next year. Amen. Do your best uh, to get that done as we come to the end of the year. It's a good opportunity to make those plans. And you say, well, what good will it do me? It'll probably do you more good than you think. Amen. I'm sure it'll do you more good than some other things you might read. Amen. And I encourage you to do that. All right. Exodus chapter number 33, verse number 9 The Bible says, And it came to pass as Moses entered into the tabernacle, the cloudy pillar descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle. And the Lord talked with Moses. 
And all the people saw the cloudy pillar stand at the tabernacle door. And all the people rose up and worshipped every man in his tent door. And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. And he turned again into the camp. But his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. By the way, there's a good blessing. We need some young men that's going to stay with the stuff. Amen. When the when it's time for us the older men to turn and depart, some young men to stay with the tabernacle. Amen. To stay with the things of God. Joshua was that young man. Look at verse 12. And Moses said unto the Lord, See, thou sayest unto me, Bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name. Thou hast found, hast also found grace in my sight. Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight. And consider that this nation is thy people. And he said, my presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. And he said unto him, If thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not in that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated, I and thy people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. Amen. If God's with you, you'd be a separate people. Amen. Verse number 17, And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. Look at verse 18. That's really where I want to deal with. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee. And I, and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, thou canst not see my face for there shall no man see me and live. And the Lord said, behold, there is a place by me and thou shalt stand upon a rock and it shall come to pass while my glory passeth by that I will put thee in a cliff of the rock and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. And I will take away mine hand, and thou shalt see my back parts, but my face shall not be seen. Well, as I said, I know this is probably familiar text to you, and I probably need to do some background to bring you up to where we're at, as you more than likely know. But I'm going to deal specifically verse 18 and then the verses following, but verse 18 where he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. I want to preach this morning on this thought, a view of God's glory. A view of God's glory. Boy, wouldn't it be a blessing if God give us just a view this morning? Just a view of His glory, amen? And I pray that He will. But in this text that we're dealing with, Moses is not on the mountain with God. Moses is in a dark valley at the moment. He's not on shouting ground with God. They're under the judgment of God when these statements are made. Matter of fact, you know the story that Moses has went up on Mount Sinai. He's met with God. Chapters 24 through 32, he's been there for 40 days. Got the commandments and he's written those. God wrote them with his own finger and put them on the tablets of stone. Gave them to Moses as he came down with what we know 
as the Ten Commandments. And while Moses is up there communing with God, Joshua's with him, by the way, and of course at a distance from him. And as they're in that mountain together, uh, down in Israel, some things are going on that shouldn't be going on. The people of Israel start wondering about Moses and they start wandering away from God because the man of God's gone for a season. And they say, as for this Moses, we know not whence he is. They don't know where he's at. They say they do know where he's at. They do know what he's doing. But their heart goes to lusting after other gods. They're not communing with God like Moses did. By the way, they would made the statement, don't let God speak to us. Let God speak to Moses and Moses speak to us. And so they they have rejected in a sense... Symbolically, at least, they have rejected God speaking to them. And so their heart goes looking after other gods. And by the way, that's exactly what Paul said would happen. When you turn your ears from the truth, you will be turned unto fables. And you'll believe all kinds of lies and foolishness and, amen, and demonic things that will come into people's mind because they've turned their mind and their heart and their ear away from God. Amen. So Israel got delusted after other gods. And they got Aaron and they said, get up and make us a golden calf. And so Aaron took their jewelry and you know the story. And he said he threw it in the fire and a calf jumped out. Amen. And of course you know that he took a graven image, the Bible said, and a graven tool. And he made an image and he made a molten image. And so uh, he took their gold and their precious things there and made a a false god, a fake god out of it. And they began to worship that image and they began to dance around that image. And the Bible said they were dancing naked. They were in their nakedness and their lewdness as they went around that image. And again, when people go away from God, you just mark her down, they start taking off clothes. It just, it happens. It happens over and over and over again. Amen. And I don't have time to deal with the, with the clothesline issue this morning exactly in particular, but it's just an obvious thing. But then Moses comes down from the mountain and Moses was angry. And you remember the story that uh, Joshua, Joshua thought it was the noise of war. Moses said, I hear something. And Joshua says, it's the noise of war. And Moses said, no, it's not war that I hear, but it's dancing. And Moses got angry. And by the way, I'd get angry if I found out some of y'all's out dancing. Say amen right there. Amen. They said Billy Sunday used to say that a praying knee and a dancing leg don't, or dancing foot don't grow on the same leg. Amen. And, uh, I believe that's true. But anyway, Moses got angry that they were out there dancing. He is angry at the sin of the people. He is angry at the golden calf. He was angry at Aaron for allowing them to have the golden calf. And not only was Moses angry, Moses threw the tablet down and broke the tablet. But not only was Moses angry, God was angry. Amen. God was angry and God began to send judgment on the people of Israel. And Moses, in chapter number 33, Moses went into the tabernacle to call on God. Moses went in, as we would say, in the house of God, to get along with God, to spend some time with God, and to pray for mercy upon the people. Amen. And I'd ask you to pray for me, that God would help me to be more of a man of prayer for my people. Amen. If God would help. We need that. We need preachers that are praying for the people. Not just letting them have it. Not just telling them. Amen. But actually praying for them. Caring about them. And being concerned about them. Amen. And pray that God would help me do that even more. But Moses began to pray for mercy. I've said it before. It's interesting that Moses would get mad. And God would have mercy. 
And then God got mad and Moses pleaded for mercy. If the two of them could ever got on the same page, they'd have wiped Israel out. Amen. And uh, Amen. But it's interesting how that God allowed Moses to pray for mercy. And so we come to this request. And I believe this is a great request as Moses is praying about it. And he said, Lord, if you're not going up with us. And I think Brother Steve mentioned a couple of weeks ago uh, in his Sunday school. And it made the thought come to me. Moses said, if if you're not going with us, don't even let us go up. We don't want to go without you. Amen. We don't want to go up without you. And so that's the case here. Moses is asking God to go with him. Now, here's what Moses knew. He knew that God would not be in the camp when sin was in the camp. He knew that sin in the camp would hinder God from working in the camp like God wanted to. So God, what Moses is saying to them, uh, he's saying to God, Lord, I want you in the camp. We're going to deal with this sin. And, and Moses did. You know that very well. Amen. Moses took that idol and ground it up and strewed it on the water and made them drink. Amen. I like that. Somebody said you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. But Moses made them drink. Amen. He made them drink that stuff up. Amen. That bitter water. And thank God he did. Amen. But as I look at this, uh, Moses is asking God to go with us. God, we want you in the camp. And God said, I'll send an angel. Moses said, that's not good enough. I don't just want an angel. I want the presence of God. Amen. Well, I'm telling you, we need a visitation. We don't just need a few drops. We need showers of blessing. Amen. We need God to pour it out. Amen. By the buckets full. We need the very presence of God, not just a heavenly messenger. We need God Himself in our midst. Amen. We need God in our home. Amen. We need God in our business life. We need God in our marriage. I could go through over and over and over all kinds of things that we could talk about. That we need God. Amen. Not just, not just a little. We need the presence, the very presence of God in our midst. So Moses was praying this intercessory prayer. He's begging God, don't leave us alone in this wilderness. He's begging God, God, you go ahead of us and you lead us and show us the way that we might go to the promised land. Amen. And so in confirmation to the fact that God had truly heard his prayer, God said, I've heard you. Moses said, I want confirmation on that. And that Moses was not being arrogant. Moses was not stepping out of bounds and doing that. He was just saying, Lord, I need to see something. I, I need something for myself. I've asked this for them And if you're going to do this for them, here's what I want you to do for me. He said in verse number 18, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. Amen. He said, God, I want to see your glory. Now, he'd been up on the mountain. He saw the law of God, but the law of God's not the glory of God. Amen. He saw the fire burning and he saw, heard the thunder rolling and the lightning flashing and all that. The power of God, but the power of God's not the glory of God. Obviously not. Moses said, I want to see your glory. Amen. Now, I say that's no small prayer request. That's a big thing Moses asked for. It's a big thing. Amen. It's a monumental request. Matter of fact, Charles Spurgeon said this about it. I I wrote this quote down. Uh, It's a lengthy quote. It's really good. He said, uh, why, it is the greatest petition that man ever asked of God. That's what Spurgeon said about Moses' prayer request. He said, it is the greatest petition that man ever asked of God. It seems to me the greatest stretch of faith that I've ever heard or read of. It was great faith that made Abraham go into the plain to offer up intercession for a guilty city like Sodom. 
It was vast faith that enabled Jacob to grasp and wrestle with the angel. It was mighty faith that made Elijah rim the heavens and fetch down rain from the skies that had been brass before. But it appears to me that this prayer contains a greater amount of faith than all the others put together. Spurgeon said, It is the greatest request that man could make of God. I beseech thee, show me thy glory. Amen. The greatest request that man could ever ask of God. Boy, I wish God would show us His glory right here at the closing days of 2020. I wish God would show us His glory right here in the beginning days of 2021. Amen. That God would just move forth in power and show us His glory. Spurgeon said this is a great request. Spurgeon said it takes great faith to ask such a request. I asked the question, where did Moses muster up that kind of faith? Where did Moses gain that kind of faith that would be great enough faith to ask God to let him see him? And I believe the answer to that is the fact that Moses just spent 40 days and 40 nights in sweet communion with God. Moses had drawn nigh to God. God had drawn nigh to Moses. Amen. Moses had enjoyed being on the mountain and talking to God. One place it said they spoke as face to face. We recognize that no man can see him. But what it's saying is that God spoke plainly to Moses. Moses saw what God was saying plainly. Amen. But Moses was saying, I, I need more than just your word. And that, that, that is a dangerous thing to say. But by the way, we learn that our faith grows by hearing the word of God. Amen. And Moses had spent that time hearing the word of God and the voice of God and thinking on those things. And I believe it had gained him the faith that he would need and had strengthened his faith mightily. Amen. And I say to you and I, I believe that it would help us if we'd commune with God, we'd spend time talking to God, let God speak to us, it would increase our faith as well. Amen. Maybe the Lord might say to you and I sometimes, why are you of such little faith? And the answer probably would be because we've not spent much time with God, not spent much time in the Word, not spent much time in prayer, not spent much time in secret. Amen. Perhaps one of the reasons we have such an anemic faith is we have an anemic fellowship. With God. Amen. And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. So we're going to have to break in the message right there. But Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow and continue this message throughout this week. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.